0: You're listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. Worship with us on Sundays in Kansas City, or join us in June for our youth and young adult conference called Bold. Father, we love you, and God, we just thank you for, God, the opportunity to hear your voice and that we get to be disciples today, and Lord Jesus, that you speak to your children and that uh, God is alive and at work as we sang that song. And we pray, Lord Jesus, that our walk with you would be alive and vibrant. We honor you. We love you. And all of Radiant said, "Amen." Amen. Last night uh, we had the wedding of uh, Kiefer and Maddie, and uh, Kiefer and Maddie are just real. They were little, little like like engines in helping Radiant Church start. And so. Um, really fun. I just, th- one of the fun things was we were on a mission trip together in January of 2016 and um, we were supposed to be like out doing ministry in Istanbul. And I was like, but these two are like little Mac wizards, like, you know, and I was like, hey guys, why don't you just cheat on ministry a little bit and just sit in this cafe and help me plan a church. And they were like, yeah. And um, then we were in Israel and I was like, hey guys, I know you're supposed to go do home-to-home evangelism, but uh, I need you at the cafe again. And so that's where Radiant Church was branded, was right there in Israel with Kiefer and Maddie. And I just love them. And so anyway, last night was their wedding. And so we got to the traditional you know, uh, marriage text in Ephesians 5. And, and it's that moment where it says that where Paul writes that Jesus is preparing a radiant church. And so I don't know why, but I got to that moment. I was just reading the text and I said to prepare for himself a radiant church and then dramatic pause. <laughs> hey, everybody. No, it's a little bit of marketing. When you're a church planner, you'll do whatever you can, whatever, wherever I can get it. And so anyway, we had a great time last night and so grateful for them and So grateful for each one of you. And I just love the narrative. I love the story about all of us just chipping in and doing what God's called us to do and seeing what God will will, will do. And so I want us to talk about hearing God. And when we think about hearing God, I think for each one of us, uh, we have different ideas that come to our head. Some of you you hear the idea of hearing God and you get scared like, oh no, I've known some crazy people in my life and this topic scares me. And others of you, you get excited like, yeah, this is it, baby. This is the idea And I just want us just to take a moment and push out some of the preconceived ideas, and we're going to spend some weeks just looking at the scriptures, seeing what the scripture says, seeing what the Bible says. And I want us just to begin by asking this question, does God speak today? Like, not do you know it in your head, but do you really believe it? Like, do you believe that the transcendent God speaks to you? And there are people today that would say God does not speak I love the way Dallas Willard says it. He said, if God does not speak today, then the greatest disservice we could ever do to people is to tell them that they could have a personal relationship with God. Because in reality, our relationship with God is dialogue. It's real. And you can have a real dialogue, strong conversation with God today and one of the lies that the enemy gets in i believe is to tell you hey not you like maybe somebody else could hear god maybe somebody else would hear god's voice but as for you you are too messed up too broken too confused you've taken a pathway that's got you too off you're too old you're too young you're too something And the vision of this series is that you would gain confidence that you can hear God's voice, that you as a Christ follower today, and if it's true that God speaks today, and it is, I want to invite you to consider how cool it is that the transcendent God wants to speak to you. Like just push out all of the baggage that you have with other people, all the baggage from the weird person that said something, all the weird baggage from the Christian TV channel that freaks you out, and just lock in with the biblical idea and just between you and God, word of God, Holy Spirit, you and God, you knowing God speaks. And I wanna invite you to increase your expectation of what God might have to say to you. Jesus said in John chapter 10, my sheep listen to my voice. That's us. So he's using the metaphor here of a shepherd and a sheep, but he's speaking of you and me, his people. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. My sheep listen, or other versions, hear my voice and heed it. My sheep listen. I wanna invite you to turn up your listening. Turn up your intentionality and gain this platform, this bedrock conviction. I can hear the voice of God. And since it is true that God speaks today and that he speaks to me, man, I want to hear his voice. And so I want to invite us just to think through that in these next few weeks. And We're going to launch today out of the Old Testament, 1 Samuel chapter 3, famous text. It's the story of Samuel and Eli. And so we're going to get a few ideas out of that text today. Let's begin here in verse one. It says, the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli, and in those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. And one night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Whew, I could stop right there and just come on, like, Laying down, sleeping in the the, the presence of God. Let's get, let's put, lay our lives down in the presence. But I won't do that. But that's a whole different sermon. But that one will preach right there. Like I can feel that one as we pass by it. But I'm gonna skip it. Then the Lord, uh, yeah. Then the Lord called Samuel first time. Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back, lie down. So he went and he laid down. Again, the Lord called, second time. Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. This is like every parent, like every Saturday night. Just go to bed, shut up. Sorry, maybe that's confessing sin. Anyway, forgive me for that. That's part of what I do on Sundays. Preach the Bible and confess my sin. All right. Uh, My son, Eli said, I did not call. You go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord said, Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there calling As the other times, Samuel, Samuel. And then Samuel said, speak for your servant is listening. First idea I want you to see is just that second word in in verse one, the boy, Samuel. Most scholars think that he was probably about 12 years old, that Samuel was about 12. Some say younger. My son Dawson is 13. And so as I was preparing, I was just imagining this story with God calling a young man like my son Dawson, just that young, young, innocent, open. And one of the things that I find interesting about God calling Samuel as a boy is just the character and the nature of God that hears Eli the priest and God still calls the boy. Like God still calls the young one. God still calls the one that, hey, at that point had nothing on his resume, right? I mean, God's spoken about him and he's gonna have this great future and he's got this praying mother, But God looks at this boy, and he speaks to the boy. And I I wanted you to lock in with, hey, God speaks not just to them, not just to the elite, not just to someone else who already has some kind of spiritual resume, but God speaks to me. And my hope is that you would kind of get inside of your heart that this is not just for the preacher, the musician. This is not just for that person that's been walking with God for 40 years, but embedded inside of you is, hey, God speaks to a boy. God can speak to me and get that kind of locked in your heart and go, you know, it's easy for the enemy to come in and lie to us and say, yeah, yeah, God will speak. He'll, he'll speak to David Bear. David Bear is a worship leader He'll speak to Paul Barker, the youth pastor, but but, man, you, I don't know, you messed up. And we start to just kind of take a step back on the conviction that God speaks to us. Or maybe your route in following Jesus, you've taken some steps that were your own dreams, your own way. And so you kind of start to just take a step back saying, I'm not so sure. I don't know if I can hear God. And all of us know what it is to fall short, to, be, to, to, to just feel like our lives kind of feel like they're a little bit mundane. And I want you to see the heart of a God that looks at Samuel laying down and says, hey boy, hey, Samuel, 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 Samuel. And this first idea is this, may you get locked in your heart. God speaks to me in the middle of my scenario where I feel not as big of a deal as I thought I would be, where I feel not as strategic, not as, whatever your story is, and I want you to get locked in with that you are not forgotten, that God sees you, and wherever you're at, you can know God speaks to you. The second idea that I see in this is how many times God calls Samuel. Like it's interesting. Samuel, he runs to Eli. Samuel, he runs to Eli. And you know, many of us would think, oh, yeah, he's probably done. Come on, come on, Samuel, get it right. Samuel, third time, he runs to Eli, four times, fourth time. And he just keeps calling, he just keeps speaking. Here's what I want you to lock in with in your journey with God. Whether you're 25, 55, 85, he's still calling. He's still speaking. He speaks over and over and over. Yeah, but no, lock in with this. He's calling. He's speaking. And in your current situation. He wants to speak, and he is the kind of father, he is the kind of God that is so kind and so loving that he has not forgotten you, and he keeps, just keeps knocking, keeps calling. About four years ago, I uh, went to go, I had a, a friend of mine call me, and he said, David, I, I came to um, your youth conference when I was a teenager, and it rocked my life, and uh, then I, as a youth pastor, brought teenagers to the conference, and it was so good for them and now I'm a senior pastor and um, I wanna know if you'll come speak at my church. And the first thing I thought was not about his church but about his narrative and I thought, I must be old. Like, <laughs> wow, he started as a kid, then you're a youth pastor, now you're a senior pastor. here. Oh, anyway, and, uh, and I said, yeah, I'd love to. And I got there to Detroit in the winter and it was freezing. And um, it was a church plant and he was just getting started and he was in a high school. And, and I remember him picking me up at about 5 a.m. on a Sunday morning in Detroit, dark, freezing, and he picked me up in the moving truck that had all the stuff in it. And so I jumped in with him and we got to the high school and man, there was about five kids that were there, you know, 20 somethings and we were setting up and there was hot chocolate and, and we were setting up. And I just remember having this moment where I was like, looking at these kids, setting this thing up. And I looked at him and I said, this is awesome. He was like, really? I was like, I, I love, this is amazing. I, was, I mean, you're driving the truck. You led the prayer meeting. He led the worship. He set the guitar down. And then he's like, normally he would preach and he did all of it. And I was like, bro, I've never seen it. This is incredible. And I, at lunch, I was talking to he and his wife and I was like overwhelmed. I was like, this, no, you guys don't get this. This is awesome. And they were like, okay, you can come back, chill out. I was like, I don't know. I just, man, this is, this is amazing. And here's what was going on was, man, my heart was starting to beat fast. And I think the Lord was looking at me going, David, David, and starting to call. But you know, sometimes we're just like, Samuel, just don't catch it. Just miss it. Go run to Eli. Oh, up? I'll keep doing my thing. Then Renata and I, we were on vacation at Hilton Head Island, and we uh, decided to take our family on that Sunday to church, and instead of going to a church, you know, a brick and mortar church, we said, hey, let's let's go to a church plant, and so we drove down to Savannah, Georgia on our our vacation. When we got there, uh, we went into this church plant, and it was almost impossible to find, we walked through a bakery and a cafe only to this, I mean, through the bakery to get to the church. And we got there. It was extremely dark. It, the seats were uncomfortable. You could smell the people sitting next to you. And the, the pastor was, literally had sweat dripping off of him, you know, as it was summertime in Georgia, in the dark, in the back of a bakery. And I looked at Renata and I go, this is awesome. <laughs> like there's something compelling here's what's going on, David, hey Samuel, and you just still miss it, you just run off to Eli, about a year later, Renata and I are listening to a missionary speak, he's from China, and he says, if deep inside your heart there is a desire that you just can't shake, it's probably the Lord, and we turned and looked at each other, and this time, yes Lord, your servant is finally listening. And here's my point. You serve a God. You're still on his radar. You haven't, you haven't gone too far. He keeps talking. He keeps calling. He hasn't given up on you. Yeah, but I missed it in my 20s. And I, No, shut up. <laughs> he, 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 he speaks. He's not done with you. He's not done speaking. He's got stuff for you the Holy Spirit speaking to you. God talks in 2017 to his people that just say, here I am, Lord, I'm listening. My sheep hear my voice, listen. And I wanna invite you, just like a young Samuel, to take a posture and just come back and say, okay, God. (laughs) I may have missed it for once, twice, Three times? How many of you are glad that God spoke a fourth time? Right? I'm grateful that God still speaks. Because oftentimes when God speaks, we want him to give us more of the American comforts. Hey, I'll hear God's voice when it's easy. But often his voice is calling you to something that will spread his fame that will cost you more comfort. And so when we sing this song about he is worthy of every nation, he's worthy of worship in this city, worship in our nation and the nations of the world. But one of the pieces when you hear his voice and God speaks to young Samuel, it's this. Next step is obedience. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. And sometimes we don't wanna hear his voice because the following is gonna be costly. Because the following might, it might cost you what currently is comfortable. But there is far more delight on the other side of hearing and heeding than in staying in comfort. And your vision is this, God you speak, and I am your servant. And my temptation is to crowd you out with a million distractions and so many other voices that I can't even hear your voice. But the miracle that he has for your life is on the other side of you hearing and obeying. Hearing, listening, and then I'll follow that shepherd. I hear his voice. The only way that you'll hear his voice is if you'll get with him and spend time with him and get to the place where you recognize his voice and you know it. It's interesting to me that here's young Samuel and Eli speaks Samuel lives with Eli and when God speaks, when God speaks, Samuel thinks it's Eli. My only thought on that is this, it must've been a fairly faint voice. Like I can't, the scripture doesn't make clear the decibel level of the voice of God. But if it was Moses burning bush style, I think Sam would be like, right? If it was audible voice like the baptism event in Matthew 3 or the transfiguration where God speaks audibly, you're like, wow, some said it thundered. Like it's thunder, it's a burning bush. It wasn't like that. It was enough that a 12-year-old or 10-year-old or however old he was, a young boy, thinks it's the other guy that lives there. Here's my point. My experience with hearing the voice of God has never been thunder, It's never been a burning bush. It's almost always been a still small whisper, a voice, a knowing this, this is how God is leading me. And it's that voice that you just can't shake. And there are many of you in this room that as you start to get rid of some of the other voices and listen to the voice of God, when you get to where you're really honest, you know he's calling you to build that business to help the poor, to serve in some capacity, to take that risk, to restore that relationship. But the other side of hearing his voice is probably some form of costly obedience. But my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. And I wanna invite you in this season to push out some of the distractions and say, I know. This is the voice of God. And I don't, I, I, it's not like you go it like, like you know it, like it's this 100%. It's like you, like this high confidence. I just can't shake it. I think this is God. One of the things that happened to Renata and I is we plan a radiant church was, you know, we've been spending 20 years working with young people. And and as as we've been here, we just, we just, continue to just have this burden. Like I just, and so I, I brought it to you guys and told you, hey, we, I, I feel like the Lord has got this burden for us to keep reaching young people. And so we talked about, you know, doing this bold conference this summer. And I had, I've been having this experience where when I drive on 435 by the Overland Park Convention Center, where i just like this, like, just like this drawing to it, just like this, oh, like, I think that's it. And Bus, I went and checked out the prices, and I just thought, <laughs> no chance. No way that's going to work. No, bless the Lord. I mean, uh-uh, that's, there's no way. And I went and looked at some other venues and um, as we prepared to do this youth conference this summer. And uh, I went and looked, and, and they were a, a little less expensive, but, but there was just something about this convention center, the Overland Park Convention Center. and So I... I I just called my brother and I said, I I know this is crazy, but um, I just, I I feel like that's the place. I just sense in my heart, like that's the place where the Lord wants us. And so I said, I know it's a risk and I know it's crazy, but I feel like this is what God wants us to do. Sign the contract, which to me was like, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. And so we did that about six weeks ago and maybe seven weeks ago. And uh, so a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago, I got a phone call and um, it was a pastor and he said, hey David, I just want you to know that um, I've been watching you over the years call young people to follow Jesus and I saw you are doing this youth conference this summer and I don't even know any of the details but um, I just want you to know that our church is excited about your church and we're gonna mail your church a check in this amount for this conference. It was to the penny, the cost of the contract. To the penny. Yeah? Mm. these little moments where you go, <laughs> okay, God, you see me. Yeah, but God, I'm five, six almost with my shoes on. And <laughs> I see you. I'm with you. And here's what I want to invite you to is just to believe and step out and go, okay, God. All right. So you get alone with them and and you get to the point where you go, you, you, reckon, where, where you start to just recognize. It's not usually audible. It's not, some people have the dreams. For me, that's not so much my case. For me, it's just this, this little whisper, this still small knowing. I, th- I think this is, I think God is pushing us in this direction. and I think God is saying this to me. And I know, I know that if I step out, it's going to be, it, usually it's going to require some less of me and more of God. And that's often how you know. And I just want to invite you, honor his voice, cherish his voice, treasure his voice, fight for it. Like get to this place where you go, you know what? Bedrock. I'm tired of just having a kind of small conviction. Maybe he speaks and maybe he doesn't. But man, my prayer is that you would grow with this. He speaks. And you know what? He speaks to me. And you know what else? He speaks over and over again. And you know what? I can hear his voice today. It'll require you to tune out some other voices. It'll, it'll require you to spend some time to where you recognize that voice. I'll close with this. Probably about six years ago, I was, um, I was, I was in the Atlanta airport and I, uh, when, I, when I work out, I... I I put in earbuds. Anybody else do that? Anybody else, you know, you put in earbuds when you work out. I know you're all smiling. You're like, he works out. (laughs) Chris Stein is like, that's cute. That's cute. Yeah. I mean, I don't kickbox. I mean, I don't Chris Stein work out, but I mean, I can jog a little bit. Anyway. So when I was running, I would listen to this preacher named Timothy Keller. I love to listen to sermons and I'm usually outdated on music, but I'm pretty, pretty up to date on preachers. And, uh, so I would listen and I was in this season of just honestly listening to like everything he was preaching and I was reading some of his books and I I was just, I was into him and I'd, I'd just run, there was a park behind our house in Colorado and so I would just, I'd listen to him as I ran and I'm standing now in the Atlanta airport and uh, just in the security line and I can hear this voice behind me and I'm like, oh, it's one of my friends here. I turn I don't see anybody I know. And I think, I know that voice. I turn around again, I don't see anybody I know. We're standing in line, I hear a voice, I'm going crazy. I know, I know that voice, but there is nobody in this line that I know. I look again, and this time I just kind of pause and just wait until I can recognize the voice with the lips and then I I, I see it and I go that's Timothy Keller I've listened to his audio podcast I've never seen his face I've never seen a picture of him on a website never watched him on YouTube don't have a clue what he looks like but I've been listening to that audio file like a broken record and I know that voice so I do what most sane people do I just let everybody go by, you know, so that I can get close to him and meet him. <laughs> Only weird people do this. And I'm like, you know, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, no, go ahead. And then he gets behind me and I just stop. I wait a good solid 30 seconds, so it's not too awkward. And I just turn and look at him. And I mean, he's a giant of a man, he's massive. I look up at him, he's like 5'9", five, 5'10". y'all left it that harder than the first service (laughs) and I just (laughs) excuse me are you Timothy Keller he said yes I am and I just got a solid 60 seconds of conversation in with him I was thinking about that story and that reality it's kind of our story Like I had never seen him face to face, but I knew his voice. And friends, there will be a day where we will see him face to face. But in the meantime, you can get as familiar as you want to be with his voice. So push out the distractions, do what it takes, and let's be a people that know his voice. Amen? Amen. Will you bow your head with me? God, we come before you. We just want to be close. We want to be your sheep that hear your voice. God, we got so many things in our lives. And we ask that we would tune out distractions so that we could tune in to hear God. We ask, Holy Spirit, would you come help us? Let the word of God leap out at us. Let us hear your voice as we walk. Drive, and work, and go to school, parent. Lord, we want to hear your voice. We want to be so familiar. Just as Jesus said, even as the way that Paul felt compelled, man, we want to feel compelled. So, in the powerful name of Jesus, we ask come. Do a work inside of us that we might hear your voice, God. May it not be a theory. May we not have 10 reasons why we're justified to not hear God, but may we be people that press in to hear your voice. We honor you, God. Now, just, I wanna invite you to keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed, and maybe today you're someone that hasn't been close to God, but you have this Father, and he loves you. And he sees you, and he cares about you, and he will speak to you right now. He will call you. He'll speak again and again. And maybe you've been far from God and you just need to hear God speak it yet again and call you. And I love the way that he even calls Samuel by name. And he'll call you by name. If you would like to follow Jesus, we'd like to connect with you on your journey. Email us at follow at radianchurchkc.com. If this ministry has encouraged you, we'd love to hear your story. Email us at mystory at radianchurchkc.com. If you'd like to invest in Radian Church, please click Give on our website, radianchurchkc.com. Are you a young adult and interested in spending a year in Kansas City at Radian Church? Check out radianintensive.com. Thanks for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast.